Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go to Nerd, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock where you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all the words that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David A. And welcome to episode 64, season 4, episode 6, entitled Sun Tea, originally airing November 19th, 2009. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Liz jumps into the cutthroat Manhattan real estate game when it turns out her apartment might be up for sale as a condo. Tracy decides that he can't tell dirty stories around his children, so he needs to have a vasectomy so he can't have any more. And Jack is inspired too when he realizes he doesn't want to have children either. It's Green Week at NBC, and Kenneth is tasked with bringing down thir- TGS's emissions by 5%. Also, so, people dump urine out windows. Yeah, you know, you do what you gotta do. It's recycling. Um, so yeah, I this is an episode I think is funnier than I give it credit for. I was actually chuckling and laughing a lot during the rewatch on this. Like, there's a lot of really good bits in this. Like, the whole Liz trying to do, borrow a Tracy idea, a Jenna idea, and a Jack idea to try and get Brian out of, out of the apartment. Uh, produced a lot of really fantastic moments a lot of really fine moments of just them her being out of character and playing as those characters would play it uh was a lot of fun um the vasectomy stuff was fun because we get to make fun of the cosby show uh which at the time when this was happening no allegations well i'm sorry allegations had been made but it wasn't on the level of cosby what he is now so it's kind of okay to joke and laugh about it. Well, it's not necessarily not okay to joke yeah. about it. Now it depends on how you do it. Right. Like, I mean, I, I think the thing that happened here could have been done the same way. Yeah. Today. Regardless. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it's not making. It's not. Def- I mean, yeah. It's not making fun of Bill Cosby. No. It's making fun of just the premise of the Cosby Show. Right. Um, the the only thing that just sort of falls flat, uh, and I think it just seems like because I mean it was kind of shoehorned in because of NBC Green Week. Because the Green Week storyline is kind of forgettable. Uh, I mean, it's only really a handful of scenes that that it's that it's played in. It's part of the plot in terms of the Frank and Liz dynamic, but it, that could have really fit into any episode. It, it just felt sort of shoe, shoehorned in, but it still has that Thirty Rock charm. That even if it is shoehorned in, it's still funny, and it, they even make fun of it themselves with the where they're going to just put a green peacock in the corner of the screen, and then there's a little peacock flashes up for like three seconds, and then it fades away again. Where was Greenzo? Yeah, I guess he's still a struggling actor. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sun T? I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Okay, good contribution. <laughs> good contribution. <laughs> I was thinking about how to but I mean, it was pretty good. It was, I mean, I think Jen, I, I agree with most of what you said. The... The Green Week plot was just because, right, it's Green Week, so they had to do something that fit that kind of initiative. Other than that, I mean, it was pretty funny. It wasn't, like, outstanding, but it was a good episode. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, it's it's continuing the trend of season four where it's not bad. It's not a bad episode, and, they're, they're, and we're starting to build plot points for other characters besides Liz. Like, now... Liz isn't wanting to invest in an apartment. She's trying to basically set up her home life now. So she's trying to get a place to live. Jack is now a plot point going forward. It's going to be him wanting to have a kid. And now Tracy's plot point is also going to have a kid, but have specifically a female or a daughter. So um, it's it's introducing some plot points. But there, there's just some, there's a lot of funny bits in this episode that 
I maybe forgot had come from this episode. So yeah. Also, Jenna is using very small doses, but the times that she's in are all really good, yeah. funny moments. Yeah, she's never wasted in this episode. Yeah. Everything she is, is is fantastic. Like, oh, we get some cameos in this too. Obviously, uh, we get Al Gore. Well, and again, what do we do? guest stars? Because there's only one cameo. Nate Cordry is a guest star. Al Gore is a cameo. And the the real estate lady that's in the oh, opening. Oh, I don't know, I know her name, from but Orange is the New yeah, Black. she played the warden in Orange is the New Black, but she has been but well, not the warden. She was the oh, not the warden. Uh, she was the um. The not, first couple of seasons, not commissioner, but she was the, the one of the the lady. I can't remember. Uh, Alyssa Reiner, is that, I think that's her the actress's name. Yeah, but uh, was she the owner or like... Well, it's a jail, so she wasn't an owner. Well, but, not owner, but I mean like... Um, she was, I mean, she, she was one of the high-level managers, but it's been so long since I've seen that show, I can't remember yeah, what the actual position was. Anyway, she's a, yeah. maybe she's a character actor who's yeah. been in a gazillion things. Yeah. No, she's got a very good look to her, like... I'm surprised we don't see her more. Maybe she is, and it's just not in shows that I'm watching. But yeah, so, I mean, she's popped up in I don't know, like quite a few shows. I feel like that I watch. Anyway, must have been good. No, they were. There was like some. Uh, it's like she plays like an agent. Oh, the Deuce. That's what she was in. She plays. She was an agent in the Deuce and better things. She plays like one of the friends, and I don't know. She's been in a bunch of things. All right. Any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. Uh. So we're going to jump to the cold open is going to be setting up uh, Liz's storyline of Manhattan real estate. And it has no rules. Inside. Excellent. Keep those cores strong. Three, two, let's take it overhead on one. Take it soft. Inside. Nice. This is a classic pre-war, one bedroom, one bath. Oh, the cleaning lady's here. Please come back later. No Polish. I live here. What are you doing? Oh, haven't you heard? The building's going condo. If you're planning on buying, I'm Wendy. We should talk. Well, I'm not buying, and they can't just kick me out. No, they can't, but they can hike your rent up way up. Let me show you the bedroom. Jack will tell you what to do next. What? Thanks, Cindy. All right, now we're going to work those glutes. So I guess this is just Liz being blasé. I feel like they would have given her some sort of notice in her mail or something. So Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think they can just start showing your apartment without some attempt to let you know that... Well, unless they did... Right, it was through mail, and she just never opened that right, piece of mail. Yeah. Which, or those messages go to the answering machine or voicemail yeah. and never listen to them or pay but attention. She didn't give her a lot of time from when she knocked to when she was opening the door. Like There was like one knock. She's a, she's she's a Manhattan real estate agent. She's busy. No she's got things to show. No she's got room. houses and apartments to sell and yeah, condos to sell. Right. I mean, you know. But that's our first guest star, and that's the only scene that she in, but that's Alicia yeah. Rainer. Yeah. I, even though she's only there briefly, I guess, maybe Cameo also I, is, like, it depends on the person's level of fame, because she was in it for probably less time than Al Gore, but that, that would definitely be a guest star, not a Cameo, you know? Oh, like, no, did, Al Gore's in it longer. Right, that's what I'm saying, but he's oh, a Cameo, so I'm saying, get, you know what I mean? But I would yeah. say that she, Alicia Rainer here is a guest star, even though, you know, she it was quote unquote yeah. Just like, I guess Cameo depends on your level of being known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's all semantics anyway. And whether you're playing yourself, maybe? I don't know. Can you make it? Yeah, I'm not, I feel like cameo is you're playing yourself. Guest star is you're not, you're you're playing a character. Mm. I don't know, because I think you could do like a stunt guest scene where you're not playing yourself back to the cameo. Okay, it just depends. Whatever. Yeah. There's no point in. We're not going to argue <laughs> this because it's not going to get settled. <laughs> Every episode now we'll go through and say whether, yeah. it, whether something a is a cameo or a guest star. I don't know. Role. Good God, Lemon, have you seen this? 
As I'm sure you've concluded from the headline, Don Geis' estranged son, Bertram, is suing his half-sister, Kathy, for control of the Geis family trust fund. Yeah, they could have done Geis scream, son, pay. <laughs> you know, like ice cream Sunday. This makes me sick to my stomach, Lemon. Don Geis is my hero, my mentor, a great man. Holding up one finger to get someone to stop talking, he invented that. I don't think... And now, he's being publicly humiliated by his own family. This is why I'm glad I never had children, and why I never will. Oh, Jack, you don't mean that. Guys also invented the abrupt conversational segue. Talk about your thing now. One thing that is really good in this episode is the... Well, I mean, obviously the dialogue is always clever, but, like... The dialogue in this episode is like very like in the first scene when she when the in the video it's Jack will tell you what to do now like yeah. directs the next thing and like right then when he's like the the abrupt conversational segue, segue and the inventing finger thing like this a lot of there are a lot of like quick one lines in this episode that are like directing what's about to happen yeah. which I mean isn't unusual to Thirty Rock but this episode especially like seems to do a lot of that really quick clever refer yeah. you know quickly referential um, I really do like right the, the the one that came before this the Jack's gonna tell you what to do. Because when I'd first seen that scene, I wasn't fully paying attention. And the guy's cadence and like his voice sounds almost like Jack's. And I was like, wait a minute, was Jack in? So I had to like rewind it. I was like, was Jack in that clip? What was he doing? Like, is this a really old exercise video and he was on? Like, but no, it was just like, it's just a joke of setting up the next scene. Cause obviously that's the next thing Liz is gonna do. Even if the video didn't tell her to do that, she would be like, I gotta ask Jack's advice. So that's what I do, that's my bit. Okay, well, um, my building is going condo. And they're trying to drive the renters out. Are you going to buy your place? Well, I love my building, but if I'm going to buy a place, it should be a big place where I can have a family. Then spend some of your deal breakers money. Buy two apartments. What? You know why my place is so big? When I was first married to my ex-wife, we were in the basement. Over the years, I kept buying the floors above me to make room for the family I thought we'd have. Well, now I have something better than a family. A walk-in humidor, a lap pool, and a replica of the Irish pub where my grandmother was born. Well, I'm not rich, Jack. You're doing okay. And this could be your dream apartment. Sniff around your upstairs neighbor, see if he's planning to leave. If he's not, make him an offer he can't refuse. Trademark 1974. Don, guys. What, like bribe him? I know this sounds ugly, but with Manhattan real estate, there are no rules. It's like check-in at an Italian airport. So after getting Jack's advice, let's head back to the writer's room and to her office and stumbles upon a horrible scene. Jar? I didn't know anyone was here. That's what you use the jars for? You told me that was sun tea. Some of them are sun tea, and some of them were sun tea. Oh, well, do you know about this? We have a gentleman's agreement. He gets the jars, and in return, he's agreed to let a Yale sweatshirt be our designated fart dampener. What is wrong with you guys? What would it be like if Sari and Sue and I were not here? I take my pants off and eat chicken wings. Shut it down. Throw away the jars. Fine, but I'm going to recycle them, and then one day as you drink some apple juice, you'll wonder, where has this jar been? I will fight my sister tooth and nail to get what I deserve, because I... Bertram Geis. I'm still daddy's fancy boy. After the deposition, Kathy Geis's lawyer offered this rebuttal. My name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? <sighs> Teddy Ruxpin. Did you have a Teddy Ruxpin as a kid? Nope. <gasps> oh, your parents must have hated it. I didn't you. even know what it was until... 
I think it was college. Like I remember playing like some game or something, and it was like I don't know if it was trivia pursuit or some something like that. And like came up, and I was like, "What?" And that was like the answer. And I was like, "I had no idea what that um, was." I loved my Teddy Ruxpin. It was awesome. That's that's why your favorite show from Breakable Commitment was the Teddy Ruxpin. Oh my joke. god, that scene is so good. It's so funny. Speaking of which, uh, so when when we recorded last week's episode, we did it earlier. But two days after we recorded that episode, they gave out the details of the new uh, Tina Fey, Robbie, uh, Robert Carlock uh, Netflix show. It's going to be animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Mulligan is the Netflix show um, that ordered 20 episodes. Again, they'll most likely be two seasons, 10 each. Uh, it is about an alien attack destroys the Earth and what remains of humanity has the chance to start society over from scratch. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Carlock and Thayer, who helped create 30 Rock, so... Yes, I know. But also helped create Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and that was kind of... Uh, it had pretty, pretty good moments. It had, yeah, but, I mean, how many of those moments were in, like, the first two seasons? That's true. It was, they, most of them were, were the first couple yeah. seasons. Yeah. Um, so they got that going, and then there's the uh, NBC show... Um, the un- it's untitled right now, but it's the head dance and Holly Hunter and Bobby Moynihan. Holly Hunter's in that? That's going to be good. Yeah. Um, they got that going on. And then the Peacock show is going to be Girls 5 Eva, which I'm assuming mm-hmm. is like a pop star parody. Yeah. I wonder if they Sounds do like good. a mockumentary scene, but I feel like that's been done to death already. Not necessarily about a music group, but well, there was that. Do you remember, oh my God, do you remember the MTV show? Uh, into together, together, together. Yeah. yes, I do. Yeah, that was ahead of its time in terms of yeah. like a mockumentary yeah. style. Um, so I wonder if that, I wonder how that's going to play out. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm hesitant because Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was kind of a misstep um, after the first couple of seasons. But I generally like a lot of what they've done together, so I'll I'll, I'll keep my eyes on it. So in the scene that the guy that's playing um, Dom Geis' son is actually Rip Torn's son. So. IMDb gave useful trivia for yeah, once. Yeah, good job, IMDb. Um, but I wonder if I'm trying to think. We don't. I don't. I think so. We talked about at the end of season three that Dom Geis is killed off. So do you think he's dying right now in this in the world of Thirty Rock? Like he's on a deathbed kind of thing, and this is why this is a, a news. Because th- this is the last we see of this story. Like nothing comes of this anymore. Oh, that's but interesting. So just a plot like, device, like that Jack's children thing. Well, like, I mean, he Don Geist didn't he? He did. He hasn't died yet. Oh. He's gonna die. Well, he's gonna be pronounced okay. dead in a couple of episodes. So then he must be incapacitated. Then if they're already fighting right. over the yeah, so I'm the thinking state. there's this background story yeah. that's supposed to be going on. That maybe they were trying to do a through line mm. throughout the the season, but just didn't have enough stories or something like that. But that's what I'm thinking now is that, yeah, that's why they're arguing over estate affairs because he's dying on his deathbed. In the meantime, Kenneth gets tasked with being the carbon reduction project manager. Yeah, he's, he's in charge of doing the green initiative for all of 30 Rock. So he gladly takes on the journey or he gladly takes on the role after being grumpy. Uh, meanwhile, Liz goes to meet her upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Liz, and I live right below you. Oh my God, I'm Brian. Come in. <laughs> wow, this place is great. Isn't it? New kitchen, original molding, and I have a view because that dentist blew up his townhouse. So, 
You gonna try and bribe me like the rest of these yuppie bottom feeders? What? No. Bribe? People do that? Yeah, well, the guy above me offered me ten grand to move out. That's... a lot. It's obscene. This neighborhood used to be real. Now it's all ugh, chain stores and fancy restaurants. Yeah, we cool people gotta hold our ground. Fight the man, Michael Moore, etc. Is that a working fireplace? Yeah, but it's kind of annoying. I can't shut the flu, so the apartment smells like Burger King all day and Cinnabon all night. <sighs> yeah, I just came up here to make sure you're staying. Ruining things for those creeps who are trying to make duplexes for their imaginary children. And their imaginary husband, astronaut Mike Dexter. So what's your plan? I don't know. Let's figure something out, I guess. Look, what if we team up? What do you mean? I can't afford to stay here on my own, and based on your shoes and teeth, I'm guessing you can't either, so why don't we move in together? Uh-huh. I mean, you'd have to give up your place, because this is the two-bedroom. There's two of them? Oh! Is that bad? Oh, God. Right, where do we begin? Yeah. This scene? Well, <laughs> first off, the uh, the 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 exploded apartment thing. So I assume this is what is referencing because I just googled NYC dentist apartment explosion, and apparently there was a, a, a in two thousand six, which would be a couple years before this, yeah, so not super years. timely. So maybe this is something more recent, but this was the first thing that came up, and it was basically a. a he blew up his house. This was the message that he left. Uh, so a dentist left to his estranged wife or something. You always wanted me to sell the house. I always told you I will leave the house only if I am dead. You ridiculed me. You should have taken it seriously. So did he kill himself in the explosion? Um, that's what it sounds like. That letter's implying. Let's see. Like, it sounds like no. He oh. well, had lots of burns, but he did not die. At least not of when this article was written in relation to when it happened. So okay. Wow. Art imitates life, I guess. I guess so. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's perk up a little bit. That's pretty dark and dreary. Um, well, they made a joke about it, so it, they made it light. Uh, yeah, and the time, and it's been thirteen years, twenty, thirteen, fourteen years. So time has passed. Everything's funny now. And now he has a great view from his apartment. So that's true. So it all works out. He for being the best. Brian in this show, not the dentist. Yeah, his the apartment. Dentist. But yeah, Brian is played by Nate Cordry, who is similar to Alicia Reiner. Ah, Alicia, Alicia Reiner, um, uh, just a character actor. Uh, I guess his more prominent role before this was he was on Sunset Sixty on the studio. You studio to... Sixty on the Sunset. Thank you. you There's a lot of S's in there. It's easy to get tongue tied. It's like Sally sells she sells by the seashore. Nailed it. Um, Who's Sally? Uh, which is in my queue. I will one day watch that show. Uh, Sally sells she sells by a seashore. Exactly. Hers <laughs> great. Her limited things. series. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of twists. Ha! Oh. <laughs> Wordplay. Uh, but no, it's it's in my uh, studio sixties and is is in my queue. And because it's on, is that least, something that needs to be watched? Uh, I mean, I kind of want to see it because I remember when it came out, there was buzz about it and it is another sort of behind the scenes inside baseball thing about a behind the scenes 30 rock if sorkin sounds pretty much like yeah. i'm gonna skip that i mean again it's only one season so it's 13 episodes i could stomach 13 hours of a show 
maybe I will. Maybe I'll try a couple episodes if I'm not feeling it. Kick it and be done with it. Move on to something well, good else. Good luck. But I just got uh, so much to get through before. I'm trying to do alphabetical order. So I've got a few before that. Uh, I just finished Murphy Brown, so I'm on my... I don't think I have any other M's right now, so some O's and some N's in there before we get to our... We'll get there eventually. I think Pushing Daisies, that's in my queue. I need to get That's only that. a couple seasons. You can get that, do that yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. So, um, but I know Nate has been in a ton of other things. I just, similar to Alicia, can't really name... He's in a lot of those, in, some of that, adult, like Adult Swim type stuff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those things. Yeah, I mean, just in, in addition to just general yeah. sitcoms yeah. and yeah. movies and stuff. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I like the stuff that we get with Brian in this episode. I kind of wanted him to come back for more because yeah. I thought they had a fun back and forth. But. At first I thought he was Paul Dano, but then I looked at IMDb and it was not. He sort of looks like him. Like, I don't know. Not at all. Is he the one that was in a Swiss Army Man? With I've definitely not seen that. I haven't seen it, but I know who's in it. No, the only thing I've seen him in is Escape of Danamora, which I just they said. They don't look anything alike. Well, not no, not in those pictures. But if you look at look at Google him in Escape of Danamora, I swear he does. See? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yep. 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 That looks like a younger version of that. No. Absolutely. Really. Not at all. I'm 100 percent correct. I win. Incorrect. So back at Thirty Rock, Liz is sharing the news with Jenna about uh, trying to buy the upstairs apartment, and Jenna's trying to give her some advice and some ideas. So now you're your own upstairs neighbor. What's the plan? Well, I'm gonna pretend to move in with Brian, somehow drive him out, then buy both places and make my dream apartment. Wow, that sounds like something I'd come up with if I was smarter. I know, I'm terrible, but Brian sucks. He doesn't have a TV and he wears political t-shirts. Don't feel guilty for a second. This is Manhattan real estate. There are no rules, like check-in at an Italian sex party. I mean, do you know how long I've been waiting for the lady next door to finally join her husband in hell? Hello, Mrs. Gerstein. Oh, my heart is getting stronger every day. Oh, you ancient bitch. You've already got a foot in the door. Here's what you're going to do. Do you remember that horrible roommate you had back in Chicago? You mean you? I know it's my turn to do the dishes, but I'm in character. And if you make me do the dishes, I will kill myself! You drove a lot of guys out of that third bedroom. Because guys hate drama. And I'm going to teach you how to be a drama queen. And if I fail, I'm going to take a bunch of pills. And it's going to be your fault! Still got it. But no, again, this uh, one of those flashback scenes of getting to see young Liz and young Jenna again is always fun. Even if it is Jenna seemingly being the exact same as she would be years later. Just being overly dramatic and... Ah, over the top. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to see Liz play that role here momentarily. But it's a lot of fun. But like you you said off mic that you like seeing when older actors or or not older actors but just, just like cameos from like when it's exactly like that, like the neighbor next door, some random old person who's just like being like, like bitter or, or not even like, I mean not even better. I mean in this case it's like Jenna's like waiting for her to die and she's like, Surprise, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And just like that random just like stinging like you know like watch out for me it wouldn't be as funny if it was like a kind-hearted neighbor that like yeah. jenna like jenna's like i can't wait for her to die and 
they cut and like the old lady's just like I brought me some cookies. He's like, you don't want to hate that woman because she yeah. seems so nice and yeah. pleasant. Whereas this woman she's is like, my she's heart's only like, getting stronger. Oh, my heart, it's getting stronger. Like it's like, yeah, she's in on it. And she's like, you're never getting my place because I'm never gonna die. Uh, but it reminds me of uh, Lucille and Lucille too in Arrested Development. <laughs> like they're just again, they're not bitter, but they are just that their friendship Caustic is just based off insults. Older and, women, yeah, yeah, like they're in on the joke and. They always are just one-upping each other. Uh, that's what that reminds me of. Meanwhile, uh, Jack stops in with Tracy and gets some advice on children. Tracy. What's up, Donaghy? Tracy Jr. To what do we owe this visit? It's take your black kid to work day. Do you ever regret having children? Every day. I thought having a family was going to be like the Cosby show. Oh, no, Vanessa went to a concert. Oh, no, Rudy and I are making a sandwich for 25 minutes. The Cosby show was a lie. Having a family can be the worst. For example, I have the strip club story from this weekend. I need to tell you, Jackie D, it is disgusting. But I can't because I got this little D-bag here. I know what that means. And yet you won't tell me. I've been thinking a lot about family lately, about my legacy. I've been watching a friend go through an ordeal with his children, and it has only affirmed that I was not meant to have any of my own, and that I never will. It's not that simple. Now, what if a girl tries to trap you like Nicole tried to do me on the band trip? Bitches can be tricky. I'm going to get some strawberry milk. Tracy Jr.'s right. There's only one way to really take children off the table. I'm going to get a vasectomy. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, that's a big decision. I mean, having a family is also the best thing a man could... He's gone. So my story. So I'm in a strip club with Charles Barkley, one of the hobbits. Hey, daddy. Damn it! I can't live like this! I'm getting a vasectomy, too! Does Tracy think the vasectomy will rid himself of the kids he currently has? He's not that stupid, right? So... I mean, he's so driven to get a vasectomy, though. He just wants to make sure he doesn't have any more kids, because he, he already had... Right, but I mean, it's right off the... Like, he's just like, I want to have a vasectomy because, one, the Cosby show lied to me, and because I really want to tell this dirty joke. So does he think getting... I think his thought process, if I get a vasectomy, the kids will go away. And that's not how it works at all. No, I think... I, I don't know. I don't take it that way. I think it's just he's thinking, I definitely don't want to have any more kids because then it'll be another 18-plus years before, before I can tell myself. Yeah, that's that's probably... Because we know Tracy's dumb, but he's not stupid. I so, mean... Like, I don't think they would... I don't think any... I mean, I... I don't think anyone... No, I know. I know I know. no one in this world thinks if you get a second of your kids, go away. That's but I mean, even works, in, like, but... cartoon, sitcom, silly world, like, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean... That's a little bit of a stretch to think that a vasectomy would make your current children not exist right. anymore. Yeah. So we jump to our our friend Leos Pachemin, who is going over the vasectomy procedures. Procedure. Thank you very much. There's some fun visual jokes too. So he's got there's the Habsburg uh, Prince Habsburg. Oh right. Do you remember in the first season there was the throwaway joke of Black Fraser? No, don't okay. Well, anyway, if you do remember that, there he later on. There's there's another view that they show as they're exiting the office. There's one of the actors that's Black Fraser. It's just fun visual gags. A vasectomy is a very serious decision. I want to make sure you've both thought this through. I have. I've thought about it. And I've decided I don't want to have children. Family plan. And what about you, Tracy? The Cosby Show lied to me. <laughs> I don't think there's a box for that on the form. 
What about Cheers lied to me? Okay. Now, for the procedure, you can choose between local or general anesthesia. I should warn you that general anesthesia can cause powerful hallucinations. So, I highly recommend it. I'll schedule both of you for the morning. Now, this is surgery, so don't eat anything before you come in, because I'll have a big breakfast waiting for you. Until tomorrow, gentlemen. We all see the little black boy in the corner, right? Okay. <laughs> so we come back to Liz and Brian's apartment, and Liz is in Jenna mode right now and trying to be as dramatic and over the top as possible in, in order to kick him out. Hey, Liz. Made your mailbox key. So is that all you have to say to me? That's how you apologize? What? What did I do? What do you care? Whatever, Brian. I am over it. Over what? It! Oh, I'm sorry. Is it too much drama? You remind me of my father and my boyfriend. Oh, are you listening to me? Because if you are not, I will put on a wedding dress and jump in front of the subway. Honey, you don't need to tell me how much men suck. Sit down and tell me everything while I make us raspberry mojitos. You're gay? Start from the beginning. What's his boyfriend's name? Astronaut Mike Dexter. So, two things. Yeah. First, as as the scene opens, Liz is unpacking a box that says all my stuff on it. It's all just <laughs> random It's such a good keys and things. It's like, such it's a good so on the nose. Yeah. The literal representation of my stuff that I'm dealing it's so funny yeah. it's such a funny joke and second thing when she said put on a wedding dress and jump in front of a subway like I know she means in front of a subway train but I was picturing her in a wedding dress in front of like a subway sandwich shop on like a sidewalk <laughs> just like jumping up and down in front of it which that's not off brand no it's not off brand which doesn't make any sense in the context of what she's like screeching about but it just like I was yeah. just picturing her and it just looks so funny in my head yeah Oh, we didn't mention the first time uh, she met Brian, she drops the name Astronaut Mike Dexter. That's the first time that we hear of Astronaut Mike Dexter. And that's going to be a running gag through season four of that seemingly her her ideal man is Astronaut Mike Dexter. And we'll get the personification of him coming up soon, as well as the actor that, oddly enough, is the person who plays him in her idea of who astronaut Mike Dexter is as well as when they're flashing back to when Liz is playing her mom when she talked about how she gave up a chance to be with Buzz Aldrin the guy that's also playing the astronaut is the same actor that plays astronaut Mike Dexter so Liz apparently has this very perfect personification ideal idea of a guy ideal idea ideal idea Uh, when you say it twice it makes it more important Sally sells the seashells by the seashore you got it uh she has this perfect idea of a guy and then we'll finally get the real actor or the the real person in the wedding episode (sighs) we'll get there well it's it's a journey but it's a worthwhile journey but this is the first episode introduction of astronaut mike dexter so we will get there you know actually i want to go back this is one of the few shows at the time that I don't want to say it was ahead of its time, but it wasn't leaning too hard on gay stereotypes for characters. Like he Game and life drama like electrolytes is in the stereotype. Well, but but Jenna describes that yeah. as him. We don't see that. Like he doesn't have a lisp. He doesn't have any sort of like stereotypical sitcom presentations of what a gay man would look like at this time. Like there was no heavily effeminate 
uh, affectations or anything. Sort of though, but there sort of is though because up until the moment where he asks Liz to like tell her tell him all about the situation, he plays it like very like quote unquote straight. But as soon as he asks like oh like oh honey tell me what's going on like it, it, like the performance kind of tilts into a more a stereotypical bit. like effete like. But I mean, like there was nothing before that that even hinted. Well, at right, which is why, which, wait, which is right, which is what makes it a little bit more. But then we don't see that again. And I won't say problematic, but it makes it the next scene we don't see that. No, I know. We're, but I mean, that almost right. That almost makes it worse than like right when you're tilting into the moment where it's like where the revelation comes. It's like all of a sudden he's playing a little bit more. Like you know what I mean? So mm. Mm. I get it. I don't know. I still prefer that than just an archaic caricature of. Yeah, but I mean, really I don't know. I person. feel like at this time, I I mean, this is what two thousand nine, right? Yeah. So I mean, you had shows. I mean, no, that, there were. I feel like there were plenty of shows this time. There that, were plenty of shows, more like dramas. So like Queer as Folk, Six Feet Under. Yeah. They were doing it a little bit more. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, Brothers and Sisters, other shows too had. Right, know, but like sitcoms still relied heavily on that very flamboyant very I no mean, even comes like, i guess yeah. yeah that's yeah so like i mean will and grace had was off the air at this time but so it's only a few years ahead of 30 rock but they have jack who's a very flamboyant he wasn't necessarily like that over the top but he was a very almost stereotypical yeah. character where you had will who was also the gay character but he was a little bit more seemingly grounded or at least conservative in in his presentation so around this time it is getting better representation, or at least better presentation of a gay character, but it's still. There were some sitcoms that were just, hey, like just very over the top, flamboyant, and it was just like this was done to death already. Why are we still doing it? So like there was that in this episode, I was like, I, at least they, yeah. Once he does like, I'll make some. What does he say? Raspberry or strawberry mojitos or something like that, which yeah. is, that is kind of a stereotype. But, again, he doesn't... I feel like he's doing that to appease her. Like, he's... Uh, I don't know if no. he's... I think it's just... No, I think it's just a combination of really, writing and performance. It's really just, I mean, it leans a little bit too much to stereotype. Oh, well, to each their own. No. Well, I'm saying, no, I mean, it, it, in general, he presents... As, it's presented as pretty, like, quote-unquote, heteronormative, I guess, but... But I mean, I guess that's what makes it like kind of whatever is that in that moment, like right when there's the revelation, like he, it just, it just tilts to be more, you know, feminine. I, don't, I already said that twice, but. Hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, head back to the, head back to surgery. I'm not sure what pre, this is. Pre, pre, the. Pre- well, he's, I'm not sure, I guess. Excuse we go back, uh, Dr. Spichemin has gotten Tracy all set up for his uh, vasectomy. And Tracy has his hallucination, and we basically get a Cosby Show uh, spoof. Count backwards from ten. Sure, I know how to do that. You lied to me, Bill Cosby. You lied to me. Uh oh, here comes my hallucination. Denise, Vanessa. Sandra, the boring one, it's your father. I'm having a Cosby show hallucination. Hey, Dad. Theo, what's going on here? Did Rudy make a mess with the juicer again? Vanessa was supposed to be watching her and not upstairs gossiping on the phone. Who are Rudy and Vanessa? Your adorable sister and your sister. I don't have any sisters, Dad. (laughs) 
It's just us guys. You know how it is, it's just us guys, right? That's why my life is not like the Cosby show. I only have boys, and boys are disgusting. I need a baby girl. Don't patronize me. Stop laughing. It's not funny. I need a baby girl. Don't sniff my fast difference. No, I like I like that spoof uh, just because basically it's like the writers got to be like, all right, what is every just trope of the Cosby show? Sandra the boring it, one. Let's put it in three minutes. And so basically, yeah, like they're they're just making fun of it. There are literally episodes devoted to where it only takes place in one part of the house and it's Rudy and them making a sandwich for twenty five minutes, or them at the doctor's office for twenty five minutes, like or the dentist rather. Um yeah. Like just, a bottle episode. Almost like a bottle episode. Uh yeah, that's I've always like that spoof of the Cosby show because it just sort of dwindles down the entire show in three minutes of what it is. Um, but it's 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 kind of a funny joke, but it's also like it's I don't know it's it's leaning into like gender norms of like guys are always disgusting and females must always be clean. A network sitcom delving what? into gender stereotypes to do to advance storylines. What? Who I don't saw believe that? it. I know, but it's just like. It's kind of it's kind of hacky, but it's also like I guess that's all Tracy knows, so maybe that's, that's uh, not a big. I think point. I think I think it's just kind of making fun of. I mean, spoofing sitcoms and I mean the Cosby Show, but just sitcoms in general. I mean, the, I mean you know, like that's sort of like men are like this and women are like this is like I feel like it's right. very classic family. Yeah, sitcom. no, it, no, it, it's very they treat it black and white. There's very low gray in a lot of that stuff. Uh, now, um, after taking Tracy's advice, Liz is going to try and get Brian scared out of the apartment. Looking things! Hey, what are you doing home? Oh, just getting my computer. Sorry, I forgot you'd be home now, Brian! Elizabeth, I know you're in there! Oh no, it's my crazy black boyfriend, astronaut Mike Dexter. You better not be with the man, even if he's gay. Mike, no, I don't even know why I'm letting you in when you're in this unreasonable state. Don't get angry and jealous, even though Brian is the one who convinced me to move on. I'm going to be coming by all the time, getting jealous, taking things out of context. That dude, Brian, would be happier moving out. Okay, everybody, just calm down. I feel angry, like Warren Moon must have felt back in 1995. As I have told you many times during our relationship, no one gets that reference. Oh, Lord! Stay on the ground! A gay hipster cop. You're an interesting guy, Brian. So, we, um... <laughs> that, that scene I don't think would be done today. At least not in that way. Like, it wouldn't, like... I think it's played to the rafters, so it almost makes it a little bit okay. I mean, it is, it is harping on... I mean, even Tracy basically is like... Because if a black person moved into the neighborhood, all right. the white people ran away. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think you do that, but it's just like, and obviously, like, they don't know he's a cop or whatever, but just like the whole, like, and, and you know what I mean? Oh, 2020, like, cop, you know, like, so doing like a, a quote unquote angry black man. I don't like, yeah. I, I, I think they could do something similar to that, but I think it would, they wouldn't do it in quite the same way if they did today. And I mean, or they wouldn't show him being like hit yeah. and arrested. They might, right, like, exactly. You might, they might cut. And then you see like a mugshot or yeah. something. They wouldn't show him necessarily being yeah. hit. I just, I think, it, I mean, it, it, I think, yeah, I think it would be done maybe in a just different or more thoughtful way. But I mean, not nothing. I mean, you know, like whatever. Obviously, it's 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 just a silly over the top scene. But 
it's still like there are elements of things that are like and eh, maybe not the best way to yeah. to do that <laughs> yeah but we get to see dot com gets his chance to shine as an actor yeah he, that's true he tried in the audition and didn't do so well <laughs> this is like maybe there's a reason big he didn't moment. get picked um so i've the the thing that always i know who warren moon is he was a quarterback yet for the vikings i think he's been for 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 more but i think vikings is the most famous yeah yeah. um but i never understood what the 1995 summer i don't know enough about so thanks to some googling the seemingly it this is kind of Kind of dark, but Uh-oh. in uh, 1995, Warren reportedly had a violent confrontation with his wife, Alicia. Oh, dear. She had told detectives that he had slapped her, choked her, and chased her when she was fled in a car. What? I'm sorry, when she fled in a oh. car. Oh. Sorry. Uh, in the July 21st press conference, Warren apologized for a tremendous mistake and that he would seek counseling. Despite Felicia's refusal to press charges, Warren was arrested for misdemeanor assault and went to trial in February '96, but he was acquitted. So I'm thinking that's what he's referring to. Um, I would well, it so. must be what he's referring to is just a dark day in Warren Moon's. Because I, I know again, very no little little about sports, and I knew who Warren Moon was. So I was like, did he get traded from Vikings to a lesser team? Because I think he ended his career in Tennessee, or yeah, because they were the Oilers. Who were they before the Titans? Oilers, yeah. It was Houston. So they were, right. So it's been in Houston. Houston is a Texans now, but Oilers have been in Houston. They've been in Tennessee. They moved from one place to the other, but right. Titan, they're the Titans. Tennessee yeah. is the Titans now. So. Sports. Sports. I know. Sports. I know. Yeah. A couple things, but that's about it. Yeah, that's about all I know of Warren Moon. Um, number seven, I think, was his jersey number. Wow, look at you. I don't know. I can't confirm. I'm like 99% sure. But yeah, um. I th- it's I think that joke again like like you said it it probably wouldn't play so much now they'd have to change some things but his over the top acting to the rafters of like a lot of body language and like throwing arms around and like I don't like I don't there's just a lot of moments that are just like it's so over the top it's silly like who would actually believe that this yeah. is real I don't know it's a lot of fun. Uh, meanwhile, Jack has some fun, um, or Jack has a nice heart-to-heart with Tracy Jr., uh, but there's a great visual joke right as the scene is opening where Jack's reading the paper, and there's another, like, pun headline that they write, and it says, Family Disguise. <laughs> and in the paper, they clarify it's supposed to be a pun on disgrace, and it's just like, that obviously would never happen in a, in a paper, but, like, Apparently the last pun didn't fly over well, so they felt, well, we'll explain this one for you, just in case you don't get it. Look at this. The guy's name used to be synonymous with success, power, funny incidents where women died at barbecues. Now it's being dragged through the mud. This is why I'm having a vasectomy. Yeah, but look at that picture. He had some good times with his kids, too. That junk is priceless. Well, I'm glad I'm doing this. Very, very glad. What are you working on now? I have to write an essay about my dad for school. I wanted the cover to be one of those things where each letter in his name stands for a word about him. That's called an acrostic. An acrostic? Cool. Thanks for teaching me that. Yes, well, you're welcome. Uh, Maybe I could help you with the grammar. Why don't you read it to me? T is for terrific. R is for rad. A is for awesome, C, K 
because he's my dad. Damn you, Tracy Jr. <laughs> so we left off a letter, but we get an answer. I well, I looked at the IMDb. Figure. I was confused because when I they show it at the end, and I said, "Did that say Yakuza?" And apparently, it really did. Because yeah. Y stands for. Why is for Yakuza, the Japanese mob, when he shot a movie there, from them did he rob? He robbed the Yakuza. That's pretty crazy. But no, that's a, I mean, it's, it's, I know I've said it before. That's one of those small emotional scenes where it's a nice touching moment, even though it's, it's ended with a joke of Jack running away to stop a vasectomy. But it's like a heartfelt moment of, uh, a different character showing like yeah there is a reason maybe you should be a dad because you can teach kids stuff or there's emotion that comes from it blah 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 so it's just a small nice little moment for the show plus it's growth because we know Jack doesn't have a great view of father yeah. I mean not not, right. not not personally not wanting to have kids but also just his own relationship with his non-existent non, non right, dad yeah, yeah. Um, we come back to 30 Rock and we get the finale of the Liz and Frank Sun Tea, which this whole episode is about Sun Tea, and there's very little around yeah. Sun Tea except for I guess this scene and the yeah. the end. Um, but maybe they can make a catchy episode title episode title out of anything else from the other yeah, storylines they just not. went with. I yeah. don't know. Miss Lemon, your mini fridge is still in your office. You made a promise to Masioka. Conserve electricity. Don't be a zero. Be a good guy. Why doesn't that say hero? That feels like a real missed opportunity. I don't care. If I can't have my adult apartment, I will have my mini-fridge. Wow, Liz. Don't you care about the environment? Shut up. What do you know about the environment? Only everything. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the greenest person at TGS, Mr. Frank Rossitano. What? He never wastes anything. I've seen him eat food from the trash. What's a trash barrel but a big salad bowl filled with trash? He never wastes water by doing his laundry. The shirt started out white. No, do not encourage this. He pees in jars and leaves them around the office. That's a health hazard. Come, let me show you something. Don't talk to me like that. You look like a turtle who lost his shell. Mr. Rossitano has actually been emptying his jars out there. He's been pouring them out the window? Oh, that is beautiful. Miss Lemon, TGS can reach its 5% goal in one of two ways. You can give up your mini fridge, or you can let Mr. Rossitano do his son tea system. Just keep the door closed. Absolutely not. So Tracy's pulled out of this hallucination thanks to Jack because when you run into a doctor's office and if someone's saying to stop, you have to stop. It's true. That's part of the Hippocratic Oath. Very true. <laughs> Dr. Spaceman's a great doctor. Wake up, Tracy! Wake up! I don't want a sec to be Dr. Spaceman. I need to go back in time. Why did I sell my DeLorean to Mr. T? Oh, you'll be fine, Tracy. I didn't let Leo go through with the vasectomy. If a patient's friend runs into the operating room and yells at you, you have to stop. It's the doctor's code. Jackie D, I need a baby girl. Maybe one day our kids will play together. I didn't have my vasectomy either. Tracy, I want to have children. I want those memories no matter what the cost. And I have to pass on this head of hair. What made you change your mind? Tracy Jr. made you an acrostic. 
Well, I hope he makes me an across helmet so I don't get hurt playing across. Now, come on, that's pretty solid for a guy who just came out of an hallucination. <laughs> so, tail end of the episode, borrowing Frank's son T idea, Liz finds a way to get Brian out of the apartment. It's mostly a visual joke, so we won't play the full scene, but she's basically just drinking a whole bunch of liquids and waits for Brian to get home and she pees into a vase. Which I don't know why she didn't have the vase ready. She pulls the vase out at the last minute to pee in it. Why wouldn't you have that ready? It doesn't matter. Hell slapstick. Yeah. There we go. The slapstick. Go. The slapstick of her like trying to like frantically like yeah. reaching around and pouring the flower, grabbing the flowers out of the vase. And you know what I mean? Just like it's for okay. slapstick purposes. I That's think. true. Because I mean, she is very over the top, like squeeze, like crossing her yeah. legs. Okay. Okay. You've convinced me. Good Thank job. You. <laughs> but Liz isn't totally truthful with how she... Uh, finally kicks Brian out, but Jenna and Trace and Jenna and Frank figure it out quickly. I got the apartment. You did? How? He moved out, and now it's mine. You didn't really answer my question. What? What did you do? You didn't. Manhattan real estate, no rules, right? You think I'm disgusting? I used the Sun Tea system to stop global warming. You used it to kick a gay cop out of his apartment. I have no. There's a fun, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe read too much into it, but Frank's hat says first class. So I think that's fun. Like Liz does very bottom of the barrel to kick someone out of her apartment. And with Frank's system, where it says Frank's sort of like lording above her, like I, I do good things with my service and you're doing horrible She's things. Just so I'm, trying I'm to better get than you. Like, it's like a subtle thing. Like I'm better than you, kind of first class inside joke. I thought that was funny. Ah. And we have our final cameo of the episode. First cameo as well. <laughs> yes, in Mr. Al Gore. Good for you, sir. Did you know that fluorescent light bulbs last 10 times longer than regular ones? Yep, and they only use one quarter of the power. But if we're going to solve the climate crisis, we've got to change more than the light bulbs and the windows. We've got to change the laws and the policies through collective political action on a large scale. You know, there's an old African proverb that I made up. If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We need to go far quickly. Mr. Vice President, the snack table isn't going to clean itself. Look again, Kenneth. Well, that's not super helpful. Kenneth, encourage your lawmakers to take action and recycle everything, including jokes. I'm sorry, sir, what? Quiet. A whale is in trouble. I have to go. It's just like the last episode he was on. You mean they did a recycle joke right after he I made know. a reference about recycling jokes? What? How funny. Well, the good thing is we all listened to Al Gore and did what he suggested. Yeah, and the world is perfect now. Yay. Thanks, Mr. Gore. Our 2000 president. He won after all. Huh. <sighs> so that was Sun Tea. That was Sun Tea from 30 Rock. Yeah, leaving on a high note. No, um, I, I I enjoy this episode. I think there's a lot of, a lot in it um, that still holds up. Uh, I think it. 
tends to get lost in the shuffle because um, it's sort of just it's in the middle of a lot of great moments of the season four of 30 rock but i think there's a lot to be taken away like you said like jenna's usage in here is is minimal but it's still strong every time she's on screen she's doing something she's doing something great with her character that isn't out of character you know who wasn't it at all what's his face cheyenne jackson yeah danny after two episodes danny there we go you remember the actor's name not the character name that's good well uh, no. they, they, they were helping the environment by reducing the number of cast members <laughs> needed that's true he didn't have to go into set so he didn't so have to he, travel and take up resources i mean there yeah. you go yeah. jonathan wasn't in it either that's true so i mean what's his face pete wasn't either just saving all sorts You're of right. yeah. well, ever since the first season pete they figured out how to use pete better and that was sparingly yeah yeah. No, he's he's been better the last yeah. few episodes he's been in uh, any scenes or yeah. All right. Any uh, final thoughts uh, on Sun Tea before we wrap up? No, it was a good episode. All right. Uh, so I had a quick question. That's not necessarily related to Thirty Rock, um, but I just it's just one of those things that popped in my head during the week. Um, what would you consider one of the best revivals? And when I say revival. I guess we have to quantify it a little bit. So you think reboot. Reboot's not necessarily the same thing as a revival, in my opinion, because a revival, I'm thinking it's a show that was canceled and and then continues with most of the recurring cast, most of the recurring plot, uh, things like that. Like a reboot is essentially the same premise, entirely new characters, entirely right. new cast, things like that. So what would you consider and when i say the most prominent that can mean anything right could mean popularity uh critically uh ratings wise you want the most prominent what reboot revival revival the most prominent revival and again however you determine prominent like is it because of longevity like in terms of how long it's been on since its revival the ratings like it was a it was a powerhouse once it came back and has sort of maintained that. Like so, the the two examples that I that popped in my head when I was thinking this was one. The first one is Family Guy. I say that's the most successful yeah. revival, but definitely I wouldn't say it's the most prominent but, revival. Well, I'm, again, it's it's all in how you classify right. it, right? So it never has been a big ratings draw. It was a ratings draw when it first came back because there was a big demand for it, and it's it's doing well yeah. but it's not i mean it does big show. numbers in like adults with so like late yeah. night standards like it does yeah. like big late yeah. night ratings which was still to sort of help the success that yeah. and the dvd says is what helped yeah. make it come back um but the other one that i was saying is a little bit more recent was uh the the roseanne reboot and then the connors which i guess the connors is technically a spinoff yeah but well, it's, it's been still, up, it's it's been up as the same show minus one character. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it's still it's that's it. Like, I, I mean, the I Roseanne like that, was probably the most most successful. Either Roseanne, that's true. I'd say Roseanne and Will, and certainly in terms of the modern revivals, Roseanne and Will, Will and Grace are definitely the most prominent. You're right. I guess the Roseanne slash. I mean, I consider the Connors a continuation. I wouldn't yeah, say it's, not I say it's a continuation. Them, I consider them since one it's so show. close to the original thing, it's just a little yeah. bit of a character remove. So that's probably. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, it's sticking around. Its ratings are much higher than Will and Grace's, so it's probably the yeah. most successful of the recent wave of yeah. revivals. But I did ask a couple other people online, um, and I got some stuff that I didn't even really think of. Uh, uh, the first response I got was a Doctor Who 
which oh that's true. that is probably that's like constantly reviving itself i really right i mean well i so i guess it's it's doctor who reboot what i see i don't know what that falls into it's the same thing it's just i mean it's just it's, it's a sort of same like it's universe and print it's just a different person it's a different person or a different actors playing, playing the, same playing the doctor char- it's yeah. the same character just a right, different, different actor, actor or it's like multi-universe yeah. whatever so but I guess that wouldn't be a revival. Oh, like is there, it's a it's a it's a long. Well, it was a revival in that it was in right. the sixties, right? And there was a period yeah. of break. So the modern, it was a revival in the modern era, but it's been. I mean, it's been a while now yeah. since the quote unquote modern. Yeah, I mean, era, I think the modern know, era has been running as long as the break was in between the, yeah. the original show and its, yeah. its revival slash reboot. So right, so that, that that probably is definitely that there. that's that that might um, even, I mean, it's probably even more. I'd say it's even a more successful revival than Family Guy. Someone said Star Trek. But I think the Star Trek mm. one, I'm, I, with Doctor Who, I'm not that I familiar that with. Because I, I don't think they're a continuing story. Yeah. They're all standalone for the most part. Yeah. Like and they've all been next like... Next Generation. There's the original Star Trek. Right. There's Next Generation, which is late 80s, early 90s. Deep there's Space, Deep Space Nine, Nine. Voyager. Voyager. Like they're all standalone, but yeah. they take place in mm. the whole world. Yeah, I, would, I don't think I would consider those revivals yeah. or reboots. It's just... I mean, it's sort of like... I wouldn't either... Right, it's it, it's it's not even a continuation. It's just the same franchise. It's just different right. event. It's, it's like different stories. The same franchise, which yeah. I, I don't consider the same as a revival. Yeah, um, I would, someone yeah. and this was this was like my third place was Futurama. Futurama, similar to Family Guy, mm-hmm. technically had a more successful, longer running mm-hmm. revival because it was canceled after three seasons at right. uh, Fox. It ran for four to five, depending on how you want to count it mm-hmm. at Comedy Central. So. Technically more successful in terms of its longevity. It still got canceled in the end anyway, but yeah, I, I can that. consider that a successful uh, revival. Um, there was one more that someone dropped in, kind of blew my mind. Um, Hee Haw, apparently. I knew there had to be some old show that was yeah, revived some yeah. point. So apparently uh, it was ran for two than, years yeah. on CBS and it got canceled. But then it ran for 22 more years in syndication, which wow. I'm not sure. I guess someone was paying for it to be syndicated, but still being produced. Yeah. And then uh, when the Nashville Network, which is now Spike, um, no. wait, TNN, yeah, TNN became Spike, Spike, and now it's now it's Paramount. Oh, it's Par- yeah, uh, they did reruns. They picked it up for another season in '97. Mm. So I guess Hee Haw technically has it—a 22-year wow. revival. So. That's bonkers. Um, that one is uh, now, and someone also mentioned American Dad, which what's all these? Technically, s- American Dad was, I guess, canceled by Fox at the end of its tenth season. It did three episodes in its eleventh season, and then it picked up on TV. Yeah, see, it's so I don't. I would say it doesn't count for series because I, I was just about to say, does Brooklyn Nine Nine count as revival and doesn't no, because it, it, that's it's the same thing. Canceled. It was canceled by Fox, but NBC picked up immediately in the next season. Yeah. It's picked up right from where it left off, and it's only so. been a couple of seasons since it's or one season since it's revival. So it's hard to say if that's been a, a good revival. I mean, it's well, I'm saying it's, it's, I, I, I think it counts as a revival because it's since there was no, and that's not like the same thing as American Dad. There was there's not there wasn't really a gap of time. Gap. It was just it basically picked up where it left off just yeah. on a different network. So I mean, so, so I mean, you know what I mean? Because the same thing happened to things like what Scrubs is is probably another prominent, but that's not a revival. It's just it moved networks. But otherwise, it well, yeah. it kind of was a little bit different. And it, well, there were a lot there yeah, were a bunch of new cast members, but it was still enough of a through line. And it was since it was immediately like picked up, like it's not the same as like. 
I mean, even Family Guy that was off. I mean, that was off the air for a chunk years. of time. So mm-hmm. you know, it came back, and and I guess it's quote unquote picked. I mean, Family Guy's more standalone than serialized, but yeah. So when you're off the air for it, you know what I mean. Like I, I I don't think you can even call it a revival if it basically if you know if it's a season or a year or whatever or less between cancellation. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I mean, and Brooklyn Nine Nine was. I mean, it was it was like a week after it was canceled yeah. when NBC announced it was picking it up. So. Yeah. It wasn't even that long yeah. that it was uncertain. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I would argue Family Guy is probably the most. I'd say it's the most successful, at least successful. modern revival. Yeah, Doctor. I mean, Doctor, Doctor definitely up there. there. I mean, that, that, it's a that's modern. That would probably be even more but successful. Is it, I guess. But I think like I think Family Guy is more synonymous than Doctor Who. Depending, it on depends. I mean, it depends. Like in the UK, I mean, I was. Yeah, they true. probably would say the opposite. That Doctor Who is definitely more prominent and known and whatever than yeah. Family Guy. Hmm. Anyway, that's just something that popped in my head that I thought we could discuss for a little while. So, interesting. Glad we were on, we were on the same page and thanking Family Guy. Good job. All right. Well, as a, <laughs> there's nothing else to say about Thirty Rock, which we did for the last five minutes. Um, well, maybe the 30 Thirty Rock, Rock maybe revival 30 on Peacock Rock Office, and maybe Parks and Rec. Maybe those revivals will mm-hmm. outlast. outlast I could see them doing long. like a friend style like reunion special as opposed to an actual. Full on actual reboot or yeah. even even limited series. I just I think they have too. I mean, I don't think Tina Fey would be interested in doing that at this point. I mean, if she's not the main voice behind it, then what's the point of it? Right. So it just it wouldn't feel yeah. the same. I mean, she's doing too much too many other things, and yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like she probably moved on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. in that sense. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, as always, thanks for joining us on GoToThere. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing is going to be the best way to help us out. Um, otherwise, we will see you next week in season... I'm sorry. Season in, 4 still, se- yes. In, in episode 65, season 4, episode 7, entitled Deal Breakers Talk Show number 0001. We get to shoot a pilot for Deal Breakers. I'm super excited for that. David, take us out. See you next time. Sir, I am happy to report that TGS reduced its carbon footprint by 7%. Kenneth, I also want to do my part. You do? I may not have children anytime soon, but when I do, I want the earth here. That's why I've replaced my wasteful imported flowers with beautiful azaleas from our very own 30 Rock Terrace. Oh, my. They're still sprinkled with morning dew, Kenneth. Smell them. Smell my flowers, Kenneth. What? What did I do? What do you care? Whatever, Brian. I am over it. Over what? It.